This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Today, title service is a Christmas message. And, uh, you know, Christmas is amazing. It means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And, uh, but it should mean something special for the Christian. Amen? It's not just uh, getting together with family and friends and giving gifts. It's really, it should be centered around Jesus. And we need to focus on Jesus. I think the greatest scripture that, uh, that's ever been put forth through the Bible is John 3.16. I think it embodies really the Christmas message. And we all know what John 3.16 says. It's the, you know, you, we, we hear it, it's the numbers of hope, John 3.16. And so when we look at John 3.16, uh, really, that should be the scripture that every Christian should know. And it should be the scripture that we should be telling everybody that doesn't know. And, uh, and in John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So we see here there's a purpose that Jesus came and that purpose was for, for, uh, for mankind not to perish. That purpose was for us to have a, a relationship with God the Father, for us to have a home in heaven. There's a purpose for Jesus to come. Glory to God. I like what it says here, for God so loved the world. He just did not just love the world. He so loved the world. I love that. Why? Because he loved his creation. And we know that mankind fell in the Garden of Eden, we know that sin entered the world and Jesus is the antidote for our sin. Glory to God. And so we know that God loved the world and, and, and the world is, is full of sinful people. And the world is full of people that, that may not know the goodness and the love of God, but God died for everybody. God died for the lowest sinner in the world or the most respected religious person in the world. Jesus died for all. Amen. And so he loved the world. He sought us out when we were unlovely. He sought us. He, 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 he uh, drew us by his Holy Spirit. And now we're in church today. Glory to God. And so God so loved the world that he gave. God demonstrated his love by giving. You can give without love, but you cannot love without giving. I'm going to say that again. You can give with arterial motives. You can give for arterial motives, uh, you know, just to try to maybe win some uh, approval with somebody. But you cannot love without giving. And we know that God gave his very best. He gave his son Jesus, and Jesus is the gift of life. Can, can I get a witness in the house today? Well, I, I, I'm getting a witness in the house today. I love what it says in Isaiah 9, 6. You may get Christmas cards with, with this scripture on it. And it says, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We see here, this is a prophetic 
messianic scripture revealing uh, the kingdom of Jesus, his rulership, and the essence of who he is. He is wonderful counselor. He is mighty God. He is everlasting father. He is prince of peace. And you might say, what do you mean everlasting father? Jesus is the firstborn of the dead and he has fathered the church. I'm preaching today. I'm glad you guys are getting excited. Jesus is the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. I'm preaching today, glory to God. Amen. Those that said a child is born and a son is given. Jesus had to be born and given to mankind so that he could be the sin sacrifice of the world. Jesus always existed with the Father. But but he was he had to take on human form to become like us. So I like to say this, Jesus became like us so that we can become like Jesus. Oh, I'm preaching. This is Christ mass, Christmas. And that's the anointing. Christ means the anointed one, the grace, the power of God resident on Jesus to heal and to set the captives free. And that same anointing is on each one of us. Can I get a witness in the house today? Jesus always existed. I like what it says in John 1, 1 and 5. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him. And without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. In other words... Jesus is the light of the world and he will always overcome the darkness that's in this world system. This world is dark. But thank God Jesus lives in us inside of us and we can let our light shine for the world to see. Glory to God. We know it says in John 1.14, it says, in, in, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is full of grace and he's full of truth. Glory to God. Grace is the power to set us free. Grace is the power to usher us in to God's presence. Grace is the power to get us where we need to go. Heaven. Grace. But his truth His truth is present to set us free, glory to God. His truth brings us into revelation of who we are in Christ. Jesus is full of grace and he is full of truth, glory to God. So we see this, that Jesus had to become a man to identify with mankind so that that he could qualify to be the savior of the world. Yes, I said it. Jesus had to qualify to be the savior of the world. Of the world. He had to take on human flesh. He had to walk down here like a man. He had to, he had to feel everything that we feel today. Jesus understands what we go through. I like what it says here in Hebrews 4, 14 and 15. It says, seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our confession 
For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but with all points he was tempted as we are yet without sin. Glory to God. So we see here that Jesus qualifies to be our high priest. He qualifies to be our savior because he took on flesh. He laid down his glory and came down here and came as a man. Yes, anointed by the Holy Spirit. Jesus had to be like uh, like us to identify with our hurts, pains of this life. And he knows what we go through. He understands the feelings of our infirmities. Jesus grew up. He discovered who he was from the word of God and, and from the spirit of the Lord. He had to grow into who he was. And the same thing with us. We grow in Christ by discovering who we are in the word of God and, and, and by the leading and the teaching of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at John three sixteen one more time. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Let's focus on whoever believes. God is opening salvation for whoever believes in this life. The whoever's are, is not just for special people. God is not just handpicking special people to be saved. It's for everybody, glory to God. It's for the whoever's. It's for the forgotten's. It's for the humble, glory to God. We know that he chose to reveal Jesus to the, to the world through the shepherds, glory to God. I like the Christmas story where it says here, now there were in the same country shepherds li- living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And, and the shepherds were humble people. They weren't really known as being movers and shakers of that day. They weren't the elite. They were considered the bottom of the rung. And the, and the Lord decided to send the angel to the humble shepherds. And it says here, Behold, the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Normally when an angel shows up, it might freak you out. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You'll find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace and goodwill towards men. Praise God. That's powerful. Glory to God in the highest on earth, peace and goodwill towards men. How are, how are we supposed to respond to sinful society? We're supposed to respond by, by, by being peaceful and having goodwill towards men. Glory to God. That's what God wants us to be. Be people of goodwill. We're goodwill ambassadors. 
glory to God. Though the angel revealed how humble the shepherds were. Notice the angel revealed to the humble shepherds the birth of Jesus. And we see this in Luke that they had an assignment. I didn't notice this until I was studying this out last night. Normally we stop just at these scriptures. But in Luke 2, 15 and 18, it says, So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told uh, them by the shepherds. So we see that the shepherds, uh, that, that the angels revealed the glory and the grace of Jesus being born. They became evangelists of that day. What they did was they, they talked about what they seen and what they saw. And I'm going to say this to you today. We don't want to forget what Jesus has done. We want to be people that tell people what we see and what, we, what, what, what God has done for us. We need to be evangelists like the shepherds. We are, bring, we are called to bring the message of hope to a lost and dying world. I think about Mary. The person that God chose to bear Jesus. She was not someone that was influential. She was a humble person that loved God. She had faith to receive the message of the angel. She wasn't this, uh, this person of notoriety. No, no. God chose a humble young girl to have the Savior of the world. Some theologians say she may have been 14 or 15 or 16 years of age. She was a humble person. It says here in Luke 1, 26 through 38, it says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin name was Mary. And having come into the end, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. That's a... Powerful salutation, highly favored one. You know, Jesus came here to make us highly favored people. Do you know if you know Jesus, you are a highly favored person? Do you know that there's over 8 billion people in this world and there's only 2.5 billion people that claim to be Christians? Do you know how blessed you are? Glory to God. You are a highly favored person that's the reason why we need to get the gospel out as much as we can because there's a lot of people that don't know god but thank god we do he says rejoice highly favor one rejoice we need to be rejoicing more we need to be rejoicing you know not because the devils are subject to us in the name of jesus no it's because our names are written in the lamb's book of life we need to be rejoicing every day. And it says, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. 
and the Lord is with us. Glory to God. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at the saying, and consider what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. Of his kingdom, there will be no end. Amen on that. And then Mary said to the angel, how can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. Now, this is now the sixth month of her who was called barren. You know, God likes to visit barren people. You know, maybe you're feeling barren in some area of your life. Get ready. Start believing because God's about ready to make you fruitful in the areas of your barrenness. Can I get a witness in the house today? So she that was called barren, now she's going to be be called fruitful. Amen. For with God, I love this, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Nothing's impossible with God. No matter what it looks like in our life, no matter what challenges that we're dealing with, all things are possible with God. And all things are possible with those that believe. I love her response. Her response is, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. You know, we need to take the Bible promises and we need to say, you know, let it be unto us according to the word of God. The Bible promises are more sure word of prophecy than Jesus speaking to you right to your face. Amen. So we need to take those promises and we need to we need to cause those promises to come alive in our lives. Mary had uncommon favor with God because she had key areas in her life that caused her to stand out. She walked in purity. She was a virgin. Glory to God. I like what it says in Timothy. It says now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience and from a sincere faith. This is how we need to walk. We need to walk in purity of heart. We need to have a good conscience, making sure we're walking right with God. We need to have a sincere faith. As we walk in these keys, we'll see the favor of God. Timothy, in 2 Timothy, says, Flee also youthful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on a pure heart. God is looking for a church without spot or wrinkle. He's coming back for a church that's sold out to him. One of the prayers you should pray to keep yourself pure is in Psalms 139, 23 through 24. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. See if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. I want God to reveal any areas in my life that I need to adjust in. Why? Because I want to walk in the favor and in the blessings of God. The number two key that, that Mary walked in was humility. In, in Luke one thirty eight, Mary said, Behold, the 
thy maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. She called herself a maidservant. We are, yes, sons and daughters of God, but we are also servants of the Most High God. We don't ever want to forget that we're servants, glory to God. We serve the Most High God, glory to God. Jesus was servant of all. And he says, if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, you have to be servant of all. I like what it talks about in James, about humility. He said, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I want God's grace. I want his blessing in my life. In Luke 14, 11, it says, for whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. Jesus is our humble servant. He took himself in Philippians 2.15 and said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taken on a form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of man, being found in appearance of man, he humbled himself, became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that, G, that every knee shall bow, those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. Humility is one of the greatest virtues that we can walk in. And Jesus walked in humility. He was born in a humble manger. He had humble shepherds reveal who he was in that day. He, he is our humble high priest. Number three, uh, Mary had childlike faith. And, I, you know, this is Christmas. And, you know, I mentioned this maybe last week. Some of you, uh, how many grew up believing in Santa Claus? And it was a magical time. And it was like, you know, if you could believe in a fat man that can come down a chimney to get you presents, amen, and you had the faith to believe. I had the faith to believe because children have faith to believe. What can we believe of a Savior that can walk on water, that can turn water to wine, that can feed thousands of people with a couple loaves, that can set the captives free? If we could turn that belief into what Jesus can do, our faith will cause will go further than we could ever imagine. I'm telling you, when I believed, I was excited. I, I, I couldn't go to sleep at night. And then, I, and then, do you remember those days, glory to God? And then I would be the one that would get up in the middle of the night and start trying to open up the presents to see what was in them. Anybody used to do that? I got, we got some people say, yeah, I did that. We'll look at the presents, try to shake them. And I would do that and try, just try to figure out what was in them. And uh, why? It was just a magical time. It was an exciting time when we were children. And we need to keep that same childlike faith. You know, in Luke 18, 15 and 17, it said, Then they also brought infants to him that he might touch them. But when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them to him and said, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of God. Surely I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. What was Jesus saying? Well, he was saying that we need to have childlike faith to believe. I was witnessing to this 
person at the gym the other day, and he was an unbeliever. And uh, he was, he, he's just, he just doesn't believe in God, he, and, he, and he's a Jewish person. And I was trying to do everything I can to, to convince him that there was a God that loved him. And I, I you know, I, I, I just revealed to him. And what, what it is, is there's people that don't believe because they're cynical. They, they try to reason everything out. And if you allow reason to come into your equation, you'll lose the, 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 the faith that God wants you to have. And, and this man, I, I, I said, I would be praying for him. Amen. And I said, I'm praying for you. He said, and, and he said, well, thank you. You know, and, and, and so, and so I'm believing that God's going to arrest him. But I'm telling you, unless you come into the kingdom like a little child, you will not see the kingdom. We got to continue to have that childlike faith and keep believing. I'm going to encourage you to keep believing God for the miraculous. Keep believing God that he can do something amazing in your life. Keep believing God that he can do something amazing in your family. Keep believing that God can do it, that God can take the barren areas of our life and bring life into it. Praise God. To allow the, the Christmas story not just to be a story for today. Not, not, don't be, keep the excitement just for one day. No, live Christmas every day of your lives. Let Christmas be a daily routine where you exalt and magnify your Savior, Jesus. Did you receive it this morning? Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and for your goodness and for your love. I thank you, Father God, for those that are in the audience today and those watching online. Perhaps you've never received the gift of Jesus. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and he was raised, you shall be saved. And so if you've never made that confession of your faith and you want Jesus in your life, you want to know that you have a home in heaven, then pray this prayer after me and mean it in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.